Welcome to the MPFFU Podcast. The intent and purpose of the MPFFU Podcast is to support the mission to improve wages, working hours, and working conditions for its members. This podcast will disseminate evidence-based relevant information, resources, and strategies. To accomplish this, the MPFFU Podcast will provide reliable, factual, and actionable information that strengthens, empowers, and supports the MPFFU members and locals through United Action. Now our host, Jeff Lassers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 10 of the MPFFU Podcast. I'm Jeff Lassers, and I've been a firefighter paramedic with the West Bloomfield Township Fire Department, Local 1721, since 2004. In this episode, I sit down with Maureen Stockline, who is a retired firefighter paramedic from the Canton Fire Department, Local 2289, who served 22 years. Maureen, or Mo as she prefers to be called, has been a registered dietitian for over 25 years. While working as a professional firefighter in Canton Township, she worked three seasons as the team dietitian for the New York Mets baseball organization. Since then, Mo has brought her skills back to Detroit and is currently the MLB nutrition coordinator for the Detroit Tigers. As an accomplished athlete, Mo understands the importance of solid nutrition for optimum performance. Her passion for nutrition and fitness, along with the many athletes, coaches, mentors, and colleagues she has met along the way, inspire her to share her love of healthy food and insights to help others succeed. Mo has an amazing depth of knowledge, coupled with great communication skills. You can feel how passionate she is about health and wellness in the fire service when she speaks on the subject. During this episode, Mo will help us appreciate how a balanced lifestyle supports our overall health and wellness. No matter if you're an avid athlete with a super clean diet or someone who has never worked out or paid attention to what they eat, there's something in this episode for you. Remember, the MPFFU podcast is new and there's always room to improve, so please email us your feedback and tell us what you think about the show or send us ideas for future episodes to mpffupodcast at gmail.com. And the MPFFU is currently seeking sponsors and advertisers to support the podcast. If your company or organization is interested, use the same email address, mpffupodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out the new MPFFU Instagram account at m.p.f.f.u. And finally, please subscribe to the Michigan Professional Firefighter Union YouTube page, where you'll find all sorts of informative and funny podcast content. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hi, Maureen. Hi. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> I know you, but can you introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where you do it? All right. So my name is Maureen Stockline. I go by Mo, and I currently am a registered dietitian. Well, I've been a registered dietitian for quite some time, but I'm also a retired firefighter from Canton Township. So I served 22 years with Canton. I was fortunate to be able to purchase three years towards my retirement to get me to the full 25, but I have always practiced as a dietitian during my career as a firefighter. So I was fortunate enough to already have some things lined up prior to my retirement. And during my time with Canton, I served as the performance dietitian for the New York Mets for three seasons. And then more recently, I just completed my first season with the Detroit Tigers, and I'm heading into my second season with them. So with the Tigers, I'm the major league nutrition coordinator. So I'm responsible awesome. for all things nutrition with the Detroit Tigers, which is really cool. That is really cool. And it's really cool that you kind of used your side hustle time to spearhead another passion of yours. I have. And, you know, um, I think I've been fortunate to be exposed to professional athletes and kind of how they, some of the resources that they have available to them to really help them to perform at their best. And I think that what I realized during my time as a firefighter is that there are a lot of parallels. It's just the things that we brush up against are a little bit more tricky to navigate than maybe a professional athlete. 
we don't always know what time our game time is going to be. And so how we approach our day, our shift, our days off, all of that has to be thought about in a different way. The other thing is we don't necessarily make the amount of money that professional athletes make. And so we have to figure out how to coordinate all of these resources on the cheap. And so how can we do that? And so part of my passion is to really help first responders, at least from a nutrition standpoint, kind of figure out what are the must-haves and what are some really actionable steps that I can do to help me to perform better, maybe not with the same resources that professional athletes have. So it's doable. I just think that we just need the right people in place to help to educate our first responders on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I can understand the similarities, but also the differences between first responders, especially firefighters and professional athletes. Like you said, you don't know when the game starts. You're kind of waiting around the locker room. You got your warm up for a 24 hour period. And in that time, you might go a lot of rounds. Absolutely. And the other thing is, I think a lot of times we arrive on shift, not ready to necessarily have a day where you don't stop all 24 hours possibly. And so kind of approaching your shift and being ready when you arrive on shift from a nutrition standpoint, has some really actionable things. Like you can't arrive dehydrated. You can't arrive underfed because you might not have a meal until noon, maybe even later than that, because you might catch calls right when you walk in the door. So preparing yourself on your days off is really important. And we don't have a dietitian chasing us around with food all day. We don't have someone bringing us our hydration product or an athletic trainer to help us when we're not feeling our best or whatever it might be. So I think being prepared is really an important piece for the fire service, especially. Yeah, the preparation part is probably 10 times more important for us than it is the professional athlete because there are certain amenities with having that supreme skill set of a professional athlete. Like you have access to resources, number one, but you know your rhythm. And knowing your rhythm allows you to peak at the right time, which is much healthier and allows you to have a balanced performance rather than I didn't have time. And you might literally not have time based on the number of calls you have on to be properly hydrated, be properly fed or stretched, which results in cumulative trauma and all these things that build up in our bodies and then manifest into poor health. Absolutely. And when you look at the recovery piece from performance, it doesn't really matter what that performance is. You know, it could be an athletic performance or it could be the demands that we put on our body in the fire service. But that recovery piece is often what gets neglected. And that obviously sleeps a big piece of that. And so we don't have an opportunity necessarily to assume we're going to get a good night's rest, especially on those days when we're on shift. And so when is our body able to recover adequately, our body and our brain? When we're sleeping, it's like taking out the trash. And so if we are just cumulatively expecting our body to reboot, it's not going to happen if we don't have those recovery modalities in place, sleep being the biggest piece of that. But also nutrition is a big piece of that too. So not only are you an expert in nutrition, you do have an overall look at wellness for humans, but also professional athletes and firefighters. Tell everybody, in your opinion, what is the definition of a balanced lifestyle? And I think I mean that for humans. I don't think it's just firefighters and athletes. Yeah, this is definitely something for everyone. And I really feel like to be at your best, I would like to think nutrition is the most important because as a dietitian, I feel like it's one of the most important, but you know, it's really got to be a balance of five different things or probably more than that really. But these are the five that I tend to focus on. Nutrition obviously being one of them. I think sleep really trumps everything. So making sure that we somehow figure out if it's not a day when we're on shift, maybe it's our day off shift where 
we can somehow capture seven to eight hours of sleep is really where research points to the ideal amount of sleep. I think the other piece is movement. And I think that that gets really complex or complicated in our own minds where we feel like we have to do an hour of exercise every day, or we have to have this like scripted hour of strength training or busting ourselves on the bike or whatever it might be. And that's really not the idea. The idea behind movement is, are you moving your body? And I know from experience of being on shift, I had a little step counter and it really came to light when I happened to start kind of following how many steps I was getting. And sometimes the reality was on shift days, I would look at it and think, I've only had 3,000 steps today. Well, we really want to be somewhere around 10 to 15,000 a day. So we have to navigate our food a little differently on those days if that's the case. Or we have to move our bodies more and making it a point to walk more, get up and move around a little bit more. The other really important piece, obviously, is our mental health. And I am not a mental health expert, but I do know that taking care of ourselves mentally in whatever form that can be, whether it's you have a therapist that you see or a mental health expert that you see, whether it's going to yoga every day, everybody has different ways of managing their mental health. And for me, during my time with the fire service, I really made self-care a priority. And so for me, that worked. And then the last thing is our social groups. And so who is in your circle? So I think we all know if we're around negative people, we tend to get sucked into that vortex really easily. So making sure we keep our circle full of the people that think we're the best person that we can be. So people who support us and people who want to see us succeed and do really great and amazing things. And so I think we also have to evaluate who are we hanging out with and who are we allowing to infiltrate our circle. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even know they're not in the best circle or the most optimized circle for them. Yes. You might have grown up in a culture or a set of circumstances that allowed your norm to be subpar to a lot of people. Absolutely. And I think the other piece of that is really doing a little bit of self-evaluating to see what kind of energy you bring to the circle. Right, you're honest. Yeah, you have to be honest. What are you really bringing to the table here? Yes. And I think when we do a little self-evaluation with ourselves, and especially in, in the first responder world, whether it's the police department or the fire department, I think it's important to bring good energy to the group because we spend an awful lot of time together and we never know what place people are in with their personal lives. So I think bringing some good energy into the group is important. A positive attitude is so undervalued. I say this a lot, but I think there's so many things about what we experience together as humans that aren't quantified yet. And I think just being nice to each other has a measurable effect. Absolutely. I don't know if it's measured in picograms, (laughs) (laughs) but I do know it makes me feel good. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So it makes sense to kind of look at those five things. And like you said, there's probably a million other things you can add if you're an expert in so many other things, health, but those five things are a really good way to look at a balanced lifestyle. If you have those five pillars set up, you're probably going to be physically pretty well off. Absolutely. And the other thing is clustering good habits, right? So sleep makes my movement better and makes me motivated to move more. Because if I rest more and my squat goes up or I can run farther, faster, my mile times, whatever the thing is that I do, Mm -hmm. maybe it's just like I feel better playing hockey or literally chasing my kids around. Yes. That alone will improve and play off each other synergistically. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, regardless of what your goals are, as not everybody is training for a specific event, but I think we're all training for life. And I think in specifically in the fire service, we're training to be able to enjoy our retirement. And so if you can, at least to the best of your ability, capture those five things and really try and make them a priority, you're going to be able to enjoy that time. And that's what we work so hard to do. The job will definitely beat you down physically, mentally, all those things. And I think the folks that survive the career the best are the ones that take care of themselves and make themselves a priority. 
and balance. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So how do I actually put this in motion? What are your recommendations there? So I think that there's things that we can control and things we can't control. And so I I think that our shift day is probably the biggest piece that is hard to control because we just don't know how the day is going to unfold for us. So from a nutrition standpoint, I have a number of recommendations, obviously, (laughs) but I think that we have to at least try and be mindful on the days when we're not on shift. So if we know that we're not going to get sleep, if we know we're going to probably make some food choices that aren't the norm for us, we have to make better choices on the days that we're not there. And that goes for everything, whether it's your body movement, whether it's taking naps and getting some sleep, whether it's, you know, hanging out with your people, whether it's trying to meal prep so that you have some better food for the days when you're on shift, that's something that we can control. And I think that that is where we can really make some strides as far as trying to look at those five pillars and really try and and make some improvements on our personal health. I also think that with nutrition, I think it's overwhelming, at least from a nutrition standpoint. Like, where do we start? Two podcasts from two different people, and I don't even know what to eat. (laughs) I'm like, what's good for me, what's bad for me? So I kind of feel like lost sometimes. And I feel like I seek out more information than a lot of people in the average community. So I can only imagine if like, you're just like, I feel like I need to do better with my nutrition, but I literally have nowhere to start. Go on YouTube and it's like overwhelming. Yeah, it's really tricky to navigate. And I think sometimes we just latch on to whatever our buddies are doing that seems to be working for them and everybody is different. But I always kind of go back to these three simple things. And I think that it really kind of helps to simplify. I mean, nutrition gets so overcomplicated, but I think From a first responder's perspective, I think hydration is a really important piece. And so staying hydrated throughout the day, that's something that we can control. We can control what we put in our mouth. And so (laughs) um, fluids being one of them. And so just making sure you always have a water bottle with you, starting your morning out that way, because like I mentioned earlier, arriving on shift dehydrated is a no-go because you don't know if you're going to be called upon to maybe fight a structure fire right when you come on shift. And if you're already dehydrated, you're setting yourself, your partner, your team, people that are leaning on you, you're you're just not going to be able to perform at your best. How do you just feel like crap when you're dehydrated and have to work hard? Absolutely. That just sucks. It does. <laughs> so hydration is a big piece. And then the equipment we wear doesn't help either. So right. oftentimes we can come behind. The second piece is really trying to add more color to our plate. So trying to get more fruits and vegetables in whatever form you can. That is going to increase the value of the food, the uh, quality of the food that we eat. And I think that that's another area for improvement. We're supposed to get eight to 10 a day, different fruits and vegetables. And I don't think most of us, if we evaluate potatoes, a vegetable, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's the other area that can, can really be helpful. And then the last thing is really trying to eat food in their most natural form as best you can. Now, certainly processed food is abundant. It's convenient. It's easy. And when you're on shift, maybe that's your go-to. But on the days when you're not on shift, if you can try and have more whole foods and more natural foods, then that can be another game changer. And then this is the fourth piece that I also think focusing on protein is important because I think, you know, the most common thing I hear is how can I lean out and how can I, you know, feel more full? These Weird. Sorts of Humans things. want to know how they can look better. <laughs> I mean, how we all do. It's, it's But it's the first thing. It's like, how do I live longer? Never at the top of that list. Yes. And shame on us. But like, hey, got a spare tire. <laughs> What do I do? (laughs) So it really comes down to making yourself feel full throughout the day, not skipping meals. So hydration as well. Hydration too. I think the most sleepy humans are the ones that are dehydrated, underfed, and Mm. underrested. So obviously the underrested we can't control. The underfed we can. So making sure we're eating consistently throughout the day. And I guess the to go back to the clustering good habits, that's when you can cluster bad habits, right? Absolutely. So if yes. I'm eating, so when I get tired, what do I want to do? I need junk food. Yeah. I want to be whiny. <laughs> I want to have some ice cream. Absolutely. <laughs> when we're tired, we're going to gravitate towards all the right. food we wouldn't typically eat. Yeah. 
another thing that will help simplify the nutrition piece is really just trying to put protein or combine proteins, fiber, and healthy fats with a meal. So if you can approach your plate from that perspective, like, am I getting protein? Am I getting some fiber? That means whole grains, colorful fruits and vegetables. And am I getting some healthy fats? So Mm. that's seeds, nuts, avocado oil, olive oil. Those are the components when you look at the nutrients and food that help you to feel full and satiated. And you don't end up on this kind of snacking bender all day long. So if you can evaluate every time you eat, even a snack, is there protein? Is there some fiber? Is there some healthy fats? you're going to feel more satiated and less on this kind of like carbohydrate snacky thing all day long. So that's that good preparation of like kind of having some just basic goals. How much protein do I want to get today? How much carbohydrates do I want to get today? How much fat? If you just broke down those three and you had some type of goal that you referenced with either a dietitian or your doctor, probably the best person, not your buddy, unless they are a dietitian or a doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Even more simplistic than that, uh, Jeff, I think is to just assume that our bodies need somewhere around one gram per pound of body weight. And so you just divide that by how many meals you're having a day. And now you've got that target. And then for fiber, we're looking for 35 to 40 grams of fiber. Most, I can guess that most firefighters are not getting enough fiber. We're probably somewhere around 10 grams a day. Mm. And so that means more whole grains and more fruits and vegetables. And then the fat is just moderation with fat. So I don't think we necessarily have to have numbers and try and script out a meal plan because that gets really complex. It's just, am I eating protein? Am I eating fiber? And am I getting healthy fats? Just simplify it down to that. It's going to change the entire approach to your food. As long as you're consistent. As long as you're consistent, yes. (laughs) That's awesome. One more question. Yeah. Favorite cheat meal? Ooh, I like sweets. And so anytime I'm going to have a cheat meal, it's going to be dessert of some sort. Okay. I love cookies, brownies, muffins. Now I try and make healthier versions of all of those things. To mean, try no, and no, 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 no. Not that cheat meal. I'm talking but, about the one where you're like, all right, um, vacation yeah. mode. Gosh, what, yeah. What's that one look like? I would say that's probably, I don't know, maybe pizza. But I mm. honestly, I have it's to It's funny say, to me that you live a lifestyle where pizza is that you have, like, I have two kids under five. So I'm like, that's in the house all the time. Oh, <laughs> right. You, you have a little bit more of a controllable in that situation yeah I know honestly I think that I've just gotten my body to the point where I mean I know I'm a dietitian so maybe I'm different my taste buds are skewed I don't know but I know how certain foods make me feel because I've allowed my body to get to that point and I just it's like alcohol same thing I just opt out of it because I don't want to feel like crap the next day or I've got too much stuff to do the next day so if you can get your body if you give your body that opportunity that two weeks that it takes to really kind of infuse all those great nutrients into your body and get you feeling better like you've really made some significant changes with your food you don't want to go back and when you do your body lets you know and then you think why did I do that Yeah, what's the old uh, adage, nothing tastes as good as being healthy feels or whatever? Yes, if you can allow your body to get to that point. Yeah, the allowing. I like how you say allow. (laughs) Like like, like we have self-control. That's so weird. Come on. All right, well, thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, I'm honored to be a guest. We'll have you back. (laughs) Wonderful. If the Tigers allow. That is all for the show today, everybody. Thank you, Maureen Stockline, for joining me on the 10th episode of the MPFFU podcast. We look forward to having Mo back for future episodes. I hope all of our listeners enjoyed this show. Remember, this is a new show and there's always room to improve, so please email us your feedback and tell us what you think about the show or send us more ideas for future episodes to mpffupodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out the new MPFFU Instagram account at m.p.f.f.u. And finally, please subscribe to the Michigan Professional Firefighter Union YouTube channel, where you're going to find all sorts of great content. Thanks. Have a great day.